Welcome back to the Sandy Hawn Podcast, episode 19. Um, looking forward to this podcast for a while with my friend on here who is, uh, this is going to be fun. And I wanted to start, I thought about how to start off because there's a couple of memes that I saw that I thought were funny and appropriate. And the first one was, you know, if you're walking with someone and you fall down, a friend asks if you're okay. A good friend asks to help you up. A best friend says, walk much, dumbass? <laughs> and then the second one was I saw was where, you know, if you're out having a crazy night and you get arrested it's happened a few times it's like it's at the casino or something and <laughs> and then a friend would offer to help pick you up from jail a good friend would offer to uh, help pay your bail a best friend helped you get into jail yeah They'd be sitting next to you in the jail cell saying, what the fuck happened last night? <laughs> so, uh, Mr. TPL, Thomas Patrick Lawrence, um, been best friend for 35 years. And the interesting thing, when we first met, we were pledges at Bowling Green and the SE fraternity and did not like each other. <clears throat> Not at all. I was from Bay Village. He was from Fairview. We riffed on each other incessantly. Well, let's tell a little bit. Let's get a little into details there. <laughs> we shared a, we shared oh, a booth. Yeah, you got to share we that. We shared a booth at Mark's. This was the, it's probably like 10, 30, 11 o'clock on a Saturday before bed races, which is a... In the morning. Which is another story. Yeah, yeah, not 10, 30 at night. <laughs> uh, and because and we were pledges, you know, the pledge class had to go out together. We got seated kind of in specific spots. I got seated next to Sandy because I think our pledge educator thought they're from the same area of Cleveland. They probably get along. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Sandy was wearing a, a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt. Friends of Sandy's from Bay will probably recognize <laughs> the sweatshirt. But it's got just 4,000 Mickey Mouses pretty all cheesy, It was reversible. You could flip it open. There was like two big Mickey Mouses. This one had 400 little Mickey Mouse. Very comfortable. I wore it all the time, but yeah. Any pink? He had like pink, pink shorts, and um, some Reeboks. Yeah. I dressed like a goofball. I still do. Wasn't a good look at the time. I didn't think. <laughs> well, not for the guy from Fairview who's got a mullet with a skunk mark on top of his head, and acid wash jeans and cowboy boots, and a. Probably a cutoff T-shirt. Yeah, I miss like, those. I miss really. The, I miss the moulet. That's a good look. I miss luck. the jeans. That's a good look. I miss the boots. That's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good look at the time. This is '86. So yeah, from Fairview, you had you we had, you had boots. We just butted heads, <clears throat> but then there was one night that things kind of changed because our girlfriends at the time, who are now our wives, and our just best friends. They were going out, and they were going to dinner, and like, hey, we're going to dinner, why don't you guys come meet us? 
get together and go out and come meet us. It's like, really? Okay, whatever. <laughs> so we both go on and we were in line. I wore a, my stone washed to, <laughs> jeans that night. We were in a bar, a line bar called Yuppies. I don't even know if it's still there at Bowling Green, still, but I think it's there. And we were walking in. It's you know it's uncomfortable trying to make small talk, and then we get inside. It's crowded. We didn't have any money, <clears throat> and we start. This is how unsanitary it was back then. They would serve a, literally a five-gallon bucket, like a painter's bucket, full of beer, and they bring it on the table, and the group of kids would be. Just dipping it in their hand in, you know, go to the bathroom, take a piss, not wash your hands, dip in your hand. Dip, all I think kinds a good of part of our audience filth. remembers that. It was a bucket of beer, obviously pre-COVID. Yeah. But you, you know, you just dunk your whole hand yeah. and glass in to get a to get a beer. I think and, it costs like and, four dollars. Yeah, and your five your, gallons of beer and your cup of beer. But then they had this game or called uh, ships or something where they take a cup and they stick it in the bucket. They'd pour it up with a little beer. And everyone had to sort of pour, you know, some of their beer into that until it <laughs> sank. And if it sank... It's like Jenga. Oh, you, you know, had to drink it. And we're like, oh, yeah. So and they caught on us pretty quick. We're like, oh, no, it sank. Oh, my gosh, you got You have to stick your whole arm in there in and there. pull out the glass. And so we're just <laughs> drinking all their beer. And they're like, all right, assholes. <laughs> I'm like, all right, on to the next table. So... <laughs> From then on, I'm like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. We got some similar things, and boy, has been like that in that day since. There's so much, so many stories, so many stories Good stuff. of us together, the wives and our kids are all so <clears throat> close. We have our own text thread with our families, and we do so much together. It's just, it's, it's amazing. It's really amazing and they're still close to this day yeah you think about the history you know it's interesting to see you and marky creighton and adam last week and and john just talking about you know you, you go through stages of life right and you got early stages and then you go through this stage and high school and college and then you and then you get into buying a house and having kids and you know the kids go start to get to know each other and you know so that that's part of, you know, which I think is such a good thing about our friendship is that we've gone through some heavy waters, gone through some easy stuff, but... A lot of stuff, but we've always remained close. You know, there's, like any relationship, there's ups and downs, <clears throat> but there was never a lot of time we were apart. Some, but not many. And it was, once we got back together, it was just like nothing changed. I mean, you've always, you've always kind of like, you've always had, you know, like better stuff. Like your mic cover right now is a, it's like a beautiful, brand new red mic cover. Yours, you know. Mine was green a while back, and I feel as if maybe I got, you know, I got the short end. You got the short end of the stick. You got to work your way up. We're, so uh, we're probably going to start doing a recurring episode mic with uh, Tom. And some others, because it's so much fun. I love having guests on and talking. It's much more fun and easier than trying to fill up time for myself. So I want to keep doing this. So once you earn your stripes, well, you'll get a bread 
Like full cover too. <laughs> wow. Okay, I see. It's like I'm in a white belt. We're going to go to green sooner or later. I might get a brown. Yep. I think it's interesting that you say that, though, because Sandy's obviously, you, you guys have been watching and following the podcast, and, and obviously so, so have I and so have all my kids. And I mean, you've got a following. You've, you've had a following, Sandy, since high school. Like, I don't need to tell the audience that's watching these podcasts to kind of know how you are, what kind of guy you are. You've always had a special something. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know anybody that doesn't enjoy your company. Everybody loves the guy. I know a few. Legitimately, everybody <laughs> loves the guy. Um, but I mean, uh, it's it's often that I get, you know, Sandy wants to he wants to talk about some stories on this thing, and we're I'm sure organically it's going to get there. I I would like to um, spend some time and talking about maybe you know. And a lot of this has been covered on your other episodes. You know, you've gone through your challenges. You've gone through some of the things that have, have been really tough about this thing. Um, and it was nice to see Tanya's influence on what she does for you. I know she means a, a bunch. She's there. amazing. She'll be coming back on soon too. As she should, like with, with your, you know, what you're going through mentally. And I would like to say that the people, the audience that's watching, they know you as well as I do. I don't claim to you know, know you much better, but I've talked to you a lot about, I've talked to you a lot about the struggles and stuff that you're going through. And I kind of know when people ask me, everybody that I see says, how's Sandy? Everyone's asking, how's, how's he doing? What's going on? And I say, he's doing good. He's, he's actually doing really good. He went through a time where he had some, let's just say depression and it was really tough. And obviously this is not good news. And from the get go, it's been, a, it's been a heavy pill, but, um, if it's okay with you, I got some questions that I put together. Absolutely. That I'd like to ask you. And but before that, one little thing here. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. You all right? Oh, there we go. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, before it gets too serious, let's work in a front <laughs> joke. I mean, I should, I'd like to have control of that. Yeah, take it, take it for a ride. But if I could be a catalyst, if you will, about I'd like to get deep. I don't know how much time we have. We got a half hour. Plenty. Now we got all the time in the world. But I'd like to ask some questions. Then, as I kind of wrote down questions about what I what I what I know about you, what you're going through, that I think people find interesting about this podcast, is more about uh, at least the feedback I get. It that people love to see, you know, what you've gone to. No, not many people are out there right now dealing with something like what you're dealing with. And it, I might, I might catch some slack about some of the questions because, in some cases, I, you know, the way they're worded, it's tough. We're talking about death, you know, we're talking about things. But I mean, in the, on the flip side, I want to ask you some things about how you're really feeling, and I want to ask you some things about, you know, your mental health and how yeah. you're doing. You know, so. Absolutely, I'm an open book. I'm anxious to share, and there's nobody should give any slack. I'm sure as well not, and if they do, then. They go fuck themselves. <laughs> I mean, his. Ah, uh, yeah. So I mean, right now you got a little scab on your nose, and that's yeah. just this. And a quick, not a lot of people walking around with a scab on their nose today. You got a. Uh, yeah, I'm, you've got I'm, one. I'm owning it. Well, I. You're wearing it. It's from my CPAP mask, and it's horrible. I finally got used to CPAP mask. It's the one that goes over your nose and your mouth. I'm a mouth breather, but it puts pressure in my nose and causes 
you know, a few zits, which of course I pop and it becomes a mega zit and becomes a freaking sore like it is now. <laughs> so I've tried to use different masks and I finally found a few, which I'm excited about. I found one that goes under my nose. I didn't like it before. Last two nights I've used it. It's like a baby. But there's another one I just got. I haven't used it. I'm hopefully used it tonight. It goes around my whole forehead, face. Um, it's like an astronaut mask, so I'm excited about that. Um, so, but, you know, I've just, I have to stop. And this doing pretty good here because I didn't pick it. Normally, I pick it, everything. Pick, 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 pick. And it makes it worse. But this one, I just roll it. Just own it. Um, and it's already gotten better. A couple more days will be gone, and then hopefully it'll be back because I'm going to use these at the masks, which I'm excited about. Because <laughs> they're making me I'm sleeping great. I'm going to get to this shirt in a minute, but yeah. I, on, a, on an episode, I think like two episodes, you called your you called your disease a shit sandwich. Yes, <clears throat> it, it is. That I have to choke down every fucking morning. Right. And then I got to shit it out and then build myself back up and go train and move on. I do it every day and and I get to this point and I feel better. I mean, it's a struggle. I guess the point, not a lot of people eating shit sandwiches. (laughs) People are fortunate enough to be able to choose a good sandwich. You've been dealt, you've been handed a a shit sandwich. Part of what I would like to know is what are you putting... What are you putting on there? Like, what sauces are you putting on that shit sandwich that makes it more palatable for you? Like, I, this is a bogus deal, and it's a shit sandwich, a shitty sandwich. What are you doing? What, what do you do day to day? Tabasco and something else. Yeah, I just got to <laughs> jam it down. Yeah. Not literally, idiot. I'm talking about what are you, what are you putting on your... Your shit sandwich in light that light, we've set a shit sandwich down in front of you. What, what do you do to day to day? What I are you do, doing morning to night that's giving will, you a, well, making I, it easier to eat? I will tell you that uh, because it's what I'm doing now every day, and it's a routine. It's good for me to have a routine. It just the last two nights have been great. Starts with going to bed early, mm. getting a good night's sleep, and I get up. And I wake up, I go to the bathroom, lay back down, and I lay there, don't listen to anything for me. Half an hour, an hour, listen to my wife's noise machine because it's just very relaxing. And then I'll. What's the setting again? Is it like a rainfall? Is it the stick? Uh, it's white noise. It's just. Sometimes it's the ocean, which is nice. But then at a certain point, I get up. And then, like, 9, 8, 30, I take a 15-milligram Adderall. I do a thing of Flonase and take two Zizel. And that helps me get going. The Adderall, again, I've mentioned before, is amazing. Changed my life. And then, then I'll start putting my headphones on, and I'll meditate for at least an hour, usually two deep deep meditation and it's amazing how it helps me get going and then I get up and this is virtually every day same thing I get up and I stretch and on the ground and uh, sitting on a bench 
and then I do. I'll get up. And you get, I'll, you're getting up. It takes the stretching takes an hour. Half, so you, half an hour. Half hour. Um, Twenty minutes to half an hour stretching. And you go work I'll, out. Depends on what time it is and what. Because I usually go at one o'clock to work out with Tanya. Mm. And. I stretch and I get up. I go in and make something to eat, and I'll usually make a bagel with cream cheese and some yogurt and What's some fruit. What kind of bagel? The plain bagel? You got everything, everything bagel with a shit ton of cream cheese on it. Use some pineapple or some yogurt with some balance of nature sprinkle in there. Mm-hmm. Fruits and veggies, and then in the you diet. Put the coat. balance of nature right on top of that. I. Open the capsules because they're big capsules. And I heard time swallowing them, mm. and then I drink a diet coke. And I go back in, and waddle my way in again. It, it's a struggle, and I'm gonna actually have a friend of mine who offered to do this like a day in a life, and would do very soon, so people can see what it's really like. Because they're yeah. seeing me riding a bike and walking on here, but in between this, it's not pretty. And I think that's really good for people to see. So I waddle back in. I get in the shower. I set up the shower, and it takes a while. I crank some tunes as loud as they can go. Uh, literally blaring. And then I get in the shower, and that's a whole ordeal. Getting in the shower, because I, I got a chair. I got to sit down. But I got it down now, and I get out. Dry off, put on the CBD oil on my legs, thighs, back, and neck. I get dressed. I get ready and I leave and go work out with Tanya. I did that today and this morning. We did. It, we walked for a while. We You're working out every day. Every. Day. I have to. Uh, I love. I go to see her probably five, six times a week, and then the other day. Uh, I'll just make myself I always stretch and I'll try to ride the bike I have to move that's so you gotta do it so you got a routine obviously you have a routine that you know and you've learned and that you almost have to go through but are there days that you just don't feel like doing the routine at all do you, yes do you get to a point how often does that happen I went, uh, you have a typical week let's say you're having a bad week how, how, how hard is that for you to get into that thing and do it it's unbelievably difficult, but I found that when I stick to this routine, it works. But every now and again, I like to revert back to the old Sandy, which is which is when we you come over and we stay up, stay stay up, up. till one o'clock in the morning, playing pool, playing tunes, and drinking excessively, and. Yeah. It was many nights, so I'd do that. It would take me two days, but I couldn't get out. I couldn't move. Mm-hmm. And I did that not last week, the week before. I went to Jeff and Laura Cassiopo's house. What a time we had, but holy shit. They had to carry me to bed, and next day was brutal. So now at times, when I have bad days, it's because of my own stupidity but if I can do it and still recover I'm going to do it but there were a lot of days before that I'm not at a point where 
I don't know what it was. There were times it just, it's overwhelming. And I, there were times I, I didn't go to see Tony for a week because I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. I couldn't move. It was horrible. What's overwhelming to you? Like you just can't move? Or you, I'm, I'm stiff. I'm always stiff. It just, um, all the wrong parts of me are, are stiff, and the ones I want to be stiff are not. But, yeah, here we go. Woo! Ew. I was looking for a good moment. And then, it's everything. It's, I mean, when people ask about all these symptoms, you know, is it painful? Um, is it painful? No. The only thing painful is my ego, because I can't do things that I used to do. He used to be a really good golfer. He used to be able to move and function. It's difficult. I'm terrified of falling down when I walk. Yeah. And go on a golf course, get in the shower. There's a lot of times where, and if I fall, it's going to be bad. And it's terrifying. But I've been able to get through that. But again, those other days, it's everything from nausea. I can't eat. Chills. And and then I start sweating. I can't move. I can't walk. I can't imagine. What, can't what, swallow. When you're when you're going through that, though, like, how do you get through that? Like, what what what, what are the things that you've learned about yourself recently that have? Because a lot of people couldn't deal with that. It's that's it, not just an ego thing. It's, it's a, not. It's a mental health thing. You're struggling. It's. You know, obviously, that, you've got a lot of battles there. How, what what picks you up? What when you, when it's happening to you? Let's say it happens for a few days, regardless of what you did the night before. Let's just say it happens. How do you get back on track? Meditation. You really believe in meditation? 100%. How deep are you getting in meditation? Uh, uh, so deep. Can anybody learn that? Yes. It t- How long it's not, it take you? It's not before? easy. It takes a while. And you got to commit to it. What's a while? How long Every day. You? Well, first time I started doing it was last November on my own. Listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza's videos, and and then I went and saw him in person uh, last December. Changed my life twice, right? You've seen him twice. And I saw him again in April. Changed my life. I am here now because of him and his meditations. It's done that much. I've seen him help other people who are terminally ill heal themselves. It's, yeah. You see that it will change you. I can't recommend it enough. But for a long time I didn't know what I was doing. Now I know. And so even when I have, I don't have as many bad days. I still have moments, most days. But then now I've got them down to a half an hour to an hour. When they happen, I just I'll either sit and close my eyes and meditate, or I'll lay down. Sometimes a few days a week, it gets a little bad and then I'll have to go lay down for an hour or two and then once I get through it I get up I'm like okay mm. and it's it's amazing what are you doing when you meditate are you praying what are no. you when you're meditating what are, what are you thinking about that's a great question because the answer is nothing and how do you do that that's how it's not easy yet but that's took me a while to get used to it, but once I started doing it more with Dr. Joe, and he gives you, you got to breathe deeply. It takes you all to get into this zone or in the, into the mood. 
And then once you're there, you are just out in the middle of nowhere. In space, there's nothing there. You're not thinking about anyone, anything, anybody. You're just present in that moment with yourself. And you feel nothing but peace and gratitude and love. And at that point, it's where miracles happen. You can do anything. And that hmm. is a point where I, you know, said, do I pray? I don't pray. I'm not terribly religious, but I do believe in God. And it's that moment when I am in that zone, the quantum field by myself, that I connect with God. And I don't look around elsewhere for Bibles or institutions. It's between me and God. And that moment I connect with me and God. It's not a he or a she, black or white. It's just a, a light. And I can feel it, just like when you're a son. And you close your eyes. You know, you don't want to look right at the sun. But you close your eyes and you can feel it. You're aware of that, that presence. And boy, that's when things go so good and crazy. So many things and miracles are happening. And they're happening to me daily. It's interesting because you're, you're doing this that whole time when you were talking. I don't know if you noticed that. But when you're, when you're talking about being in that quantum field and meditating and Maybe even in the presence of God, you're, it's the you're doing this a lot. Because I feel it right here. And what Dr. Joe always says, he goes, you know, he goes through your whole body and you know, all your energy centers, but the brain thinks, but the heart knows. Mm. And that's where you feel it the most. And you, the energy that you feel like it's hard to describe. It literally, I convulse every morning, every night to the point where I'm, looking like I'm having a heart attack and my neck pops, my back pops and but I feel so good. It's just How often do you get there? Do you do that? Uh, at least twice a day. I would say again, two to three hours in the morning, two to three hours at night, and then usually about a half an hour to hour in the middle of the day where I'll just I'll have a moment and I'll I'll go there and get rid of it. And that's why I can just block off any negativity. And it's it's gotten easy now, but it was difficult at first. And But oh, you got to commit. It takes time. People don't have the patience. It maybe. does. I mean, I started in November, not what I was doing. It's now end of June, and I'm pretty good at it. But I, I want to keep doing more, and I keep learning more, because there's just so much more that I want to do. Do you believe when you're there, when that's happening... Is that is that healing? Is it feel oh. like a, I know this is a cheesy thing, but does you feel like no, do you ab- feel like yes. a miracle is happening? Yes. That, do you feel like a miracle is happening any other time, or is it only when you're really yeah. in there? Is it? It's that's where it begins at that moment, the miracle, and then it just continues on throughout the day or the night because yeah. you feel so good, and it's absolutely great question because that's where you feel that's where the miracles happen that's where change can happen that's where I'm not living in this body in this world I'm in the future already Mm. living in these things and experiencing them so much so that my body doesn't know that I'm here it's there experiencing it and it's like this is pretty fucking awesome this is what this is this Dr. Joe 
is uh, maybe the basis of where he feels the healing. You got to be able to get there first. Or? Yes, and he says that because you don't just start doing this because well, I want to feel. I'm not healing yet. You don't do it to heal. You do to get in your into that spot mm. when you get in the quantum field, in which you're there, and you've released anger and resentment and you're just out there then also and, and just you're spreading love and it comes back to you you don't have to try it comes back and that's when you heal that's when you're in the state of mind to heal and it's amazing <clears throat> is the well, to go let's go let's go all the way back let's say eight years ago and we, what you felt about your disease then where are you now? How much, like, what's obviously you know things have progressed. So technically, when you first were diagnosed, it's it's actually gotten worse. Where mentally, you're better though, right? Oh yeah. No. Well, funny thing is, great question. The symptoms started in 2016, and I didn't think it was anything. Just here and there, mm. and then. Even when I got the diagnosis in 2019, I still felt, okay, let's be fine. And then I started reading about it, and it's bad. And I'm like, oh, boy, something sounds so good. And then you read about it, and all of a sudden I start feeling it, thinking it. Yeah. And then my body, yeah. my body responds, right. and all of a sudden I just, right. everything shut down. Yeah. And, and that went on that way for... Two years, over two years, and roller coaster of emotion. Certain days I was good, other times I was awful. I never knew what was going to happen, but I tried so much, a lot of it didn't not really help. Until I started meditating. And the funny thing is, since that time, last December till now, yes, I feel better mentally, but the disease is not progressing. Yeah. It's regressing. Yeah. I'm progressing and beating it. And I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah. And that's exciting because I want to share that with other people. Try to, whether it's this disease or anything you're going through. I want to try and help them get out of whatever abyss they're in and move forward because I feel I'm already excited right now. Yeah, I hope you don't mind me calling this out, but you told me a story a while back about um, like a face group that you were on that had uh, like mm -hmm. an MSA face group, and, yeah. and they on the MSA face group, I think is I think generally maybe like even reflective of just the general population. It's a, it's obviously not a good thing, and people have a tendency of kind of falling down a hole, and they're negative. And there's a lot of people on the Facebook site that are that have a lot to say, and it's not generally it's not real positive. I don't, no. Would you say it's fair to say you're the only guy that is meditating? Like, because what's yeah. different? What's different about your outlook when, when it's totally understandable to think that during something like this that you would naturally fall into a hole. It's not a good place. It's not a bright place for most people, right? So it's fair to say. Horrible. Okay, and then you get onto a Facebook thing, and there's maybe more negativity. It's kind of like what you were just saying about it. it starts to get in. Starts to get in here and you get negative. I mean, is the advice for that you have for people is it 
it's obviously positivity. It's meditation. Yes. Right. What 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 else would you suggest to people that are going through something? Is it because not everybody can meditate? What? How do you get to a positive mindset like you've? you've it, it's not easy. I've tried to do that for the people on this MSA page, which I'm no longer on. And we'll probably talk about that another point because it was bad. So negative mm-hmm. and sad. And I try to post positive things. But again, it's not just saying, oh, you have a positive, you know, positive thoughts. Yeah. You can have all the positive thoughts you want, but if you don't feel them and let them get into your body, mm. your body's not going to respond. And the only way I've been able to do that is the meditation because I feel it from the top of my head, the energy center, to my body, down to my toes. And when you do that, your body responds. And Are you really convulsing? Yes. It's absolutely. There's probably people that are watching this that think, oh, I can get there too. I, I've, I'm, I'm going to try. It, it might take you out because, again, the first time I went to a seminar, I saw people up there convulsing. Like, this is fucking weird. What am I doing? Two days later, I'm, I'm starting to do it. I'm like, oh, ho, ho, this is nice. Yeah. And now I do it every morning, every night. Cause the place, I look forward to it. I, yeah. I love waking up. I love being able to wake up because a lot of nights I didn't think I was going to wake up. I did. And now I wake up and I'm, put the headphones on. I'm like, yeah, let's get there. There it is. And, yeah, I, it's just, I mean... Wait, let's talk more about when you feel like you're going to not wake up. How, how many times do you, I'll probably catch some slack over this. It feels negative. I'm going to talk about how you got to be positive. We got to get into a space where we believe. So I don't, I hope people don't think that this is me taking a turn for the negative, but I'm curious because in the first few podcasts of yours, I was really taken by, and I know you, and I've heard those stories, but I was really taken by what you're going through that other people would have no idea how to relate to that. And it was interesting to me, at least, I think it's interesting to your audience to know, what, how are you, how do you go to bed at night with the thought? And I know that's changed now since you've found this meditation. But how often are you going to bed at night thinking you're going to die? I don't think about that anymore. And there's a couple reasons why. Back last fall, for a good month, it was every night. I was just, just take me. I, I can't. I can't do this. And again, I never thought about hurting myself, but I was done, and I was. Were you saying that to yourself? Yes, I, I accepted it. I. This is it. I'm done. How long ago was that? That was last October. And I thought, boy, this is going to suck for Mary Beth when she wakes up tomorrow and sees my cold body. And it was a lot of nights. It's the worst feeling in the world. But then when you actually wake up, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then you keep waking up. Like, okay. And then slowly start building on that. Was and there some? Was there a moment there? Say, in, from that time in October, did you? When did you see Doctor Joe? What? What? When did it really start to turn around? You haven't had those thoughts lately, right? Oh no. So no. it's been months. So what? What do you think? What's the? 
What's the main crucible? It's meditation. meditation. Absolutely, every time. And, I mean, again, you go on his website, you look at the transformation stories of people from all ages from and all diseases, from a young guy with depression and anxiety who's like, thinking about killing himself, who's on top of the world. Older people who have Parkinson's and cancer and things that they're supposed to be dead from, and they're healed themselves. Yeah. And they're, it's, it's, you can't watch that on those, and you can't see it in person and have it not affect you and change you. So now I'm in that good place. I'm not worried about dying anymore. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to all. It could happen tomorrow for God knows what. But I'm okay with it now. I'm at peace with it. I was, I've, probably because I was at peace with it back last fall when I because convinced it was happening. But then it didn't. But now I that know. Didn't, that wasn't like, that wasn't, those weren't really scary moments laying in bed. Oh, it's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. But then when I, I didn't die, and then I started meditating and learned more that, oh, there's so much more to this world and to this universe, and there's going to be additional life. And I'm, so I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid more for others, my wife, my kids, you know, leaving them, but I know uh, there's another spot I'm going to be in, and it's going to be wonderful, and I don't care when I get there. I don't think I'm going to be there for a long time, or I know I won't be there because I'm beating this. I'm going to keep pushing. I like living every day and getting out and talking about doing this has given me a purpose. Yeah, so one of my questions is what's the purpose of your life? Not what's the purpose of life, but what do you, what do you think the purpose of your life specifically is? Because I, I think most people that know the kind of guy you are, were, are, you know, but you've always been the life of the party. You're always the dude that you had a different outlook than most people, Sandy. And again, I've never met someone that didn't like you. You were the first guy to maybe even pull his pants down at a dinner party. It was inappropriate. <laughs> there was nothing you would not do. It doesn't matter where you were or For who was watching or who had an opinion. You have lived your life the way you wanted to live your life. It, it, that won't change, obviously. I mean, that, that part of you isn't going to change. But if you, if, you, if you think about, has that come... Is all that stuff kind of a culmination of where you need to be now? What, 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 what's the next twenty years? I, I'm gonna still be purpose? that, still be that guy. I'm not gonna change. I don't want to change. I want to people laugh and and do stupid things and say stupid shit. But my purpose <coughs> now, oh, that's part of my purpose, uh, is to give back and inspire people and help others get out of whatever abyss that they're in because I've heard comments and messages from people yeah. saying it's helping them that means the world to me yeah. that's what I live for that gives me purpose and again initially when I started doing this it was for me selfishly to try and get myself better because I stopped talking about it. but then as soon as I hear other people it's like okay that's my purpose now yeah. to help others with whatever illness it is but obviously people with MSA and I hope even some I know who are watching still, even though I left that 
Facebook page, I already know getting other comments of people who still want to be inspired, and I want that's who I'm going to do it for. Yeah, I mean that's you have a kind of a purpose, you know that you're, you know you have more than one purpose, but that purpose alone has got to feel pretty rewarding to you. Do you have moments where you revert back? Does it is it all good now? Like do you you have obviously you'll have a you have a bad day. I usually know when you have a bad day or bad, maybe even a bad week. But you meditating, you feel as if the purpose is driving you forward. Yes. Regardless Ab- of a bad day. Absolutely. The the bad days are less and less and less. Really. And that's exciting because that makes me want to keep doing what I'm doing, which is going to bed a little early not drinking so much, uh, exercising more, meditating more, yeah. and eating better. All these things, who knew those make you feel better? But kidding, because obviously the, they've always had, but I, I never really did, but I do now, and I have to do it every day. I just When's want, the last time you've had Mr. Hero? Oh... Oof. Be honest. Actually, it's, it's probably been a month, which I said, now I'm going to have to go tomorrow and get one. <laughs> Mystery Hero. What's the order? Tell everybody. Uh, seven inch Rome burger. Uh, medium. They have Diet Pepsi. I like Diet Coke, but that's all they have. And that's waffle usually what I get, but now get I used to get the waffle fries with the cheese. Oh. And then I get vinegar. Pour it all over the vinegar, pour some salt, and dip in the cheese, and then the ketchup. <laughs> that and then McDonald's. <laughs> I had oh that happens afterwards. I think I've been pretty spot on with this fart machine. Uh, it's a good time. Good hey, time. Listen, I, good timing. I'm just gonna do it now because I forgot I was gonna bring this out. I got you a shirt. I got your shirt. I'm it probably. Says, I'm. It says I'm most likely gonna fart. Probably soon. gonna fart soon. Yeah. Well, that's that's real. That's gonna happen. That happens a lot. And I. Uh, How are we doing on time? Okay. Can you do a little? Uh, I got some questions written down, Sandy. All right. It's called rapid fire. A little thing I made up. I got some questions in here. You will not have a lot of time to answer. Okay. I don't. Maybe I'll use the fart thing as the buzzer. If you think, <laughs> if you think too long, I will fart. You will fart and I will laugh. You got to come quick. You ready? Just boom. All right. First thing I I think most people know the answers to most of these questions. Your population of your listeners knows you well. So Hmm. let's see how well they know you. Start simple. Favorite food. Not just one food. One thing. Uh, I would say, I'll say a favorite meal. Which would be it? I'm about to fart. You got to do this. A faster. beef tenderloin, cooked medium rare plus, you know, asparagus, I've got potatoes, and a big fat glass of cab. Medium rare plus. Yeah, I don't like it raw in the middle. I like it red, but. Plus. Medium rare plus. Change it up. What's your best quality? What do you like most about yourself? Uh, my sense of humor. Well, that wasn't funny. <laughs> what, is your favorite, what is your favorite season? Fall. Favorite month? 
Probably October. Yeah, yeah that's selfish. Because I was born then. Yeah. But what, what, what quality in MB, or Mary, as you refer to her now, yeah, she's do you love the most? No, Mary. Our dancer, I love everything about her, every inch of her body, but it's her heart and her sincerity. She is so much, such a sincere soul, and a lot of people don't get to see that. I wish they could. Yeah, she's been an angel through the whole. She's thing. amazing. Favorite holiday? Thanksgiving, by far. What's the quality in Madison you feel is most like you? Boy, she, she is a free spirit. Always has been. Did her own thing and went to Columbia College and did great. And she went, she went, she knew what she was going to do. Where she went to college, fashion, business, and then she went to graduate school in London, kicked ass there, and now she's traveling the world, working fashion shows, and works for Nike, and she's killing it. And just, I couldn't be yeah, you're pimping. more proud you're, of her. Yeah, yeah. All right, how about Xander? Oh, he's just such a good kid. I love him. I love him all, but boy, Do you he's. love him the most? Uh, no. <laughs> My daughters think that. They always say that. Uh, you, Xander's, you're in mom's favorite. Like, you're all my favorite. But he, he's of his family. Boy, he's special. We've had just done so much, so many things together that are fun and, and late. He's very laid back, like me. Very laid back. And he likes to just chill. And we love hanging out and just watching movies. Last but not least, my godchild, the wizard. Yeah. Isabel. Uh, she's, she's a piece a of work. Like uh, love her death. And she is just, uh, I would say she's got more personality than the other two put together. And she's probably the most like me. She's crazy. She pushes the limit, gets in trouble. There's a lot of dumb things, but. I love her, and I can't really yell at her for that. She's a lot like you. With big tits. Okay. I wasn't sure if you wanted to say that. Yeah, well, well, it's true. She knows it. Everyone knows it. It's appropriate. It's the final hour. <laughs> Only your real fans are still with us. <laughs> that, a lot of guys say that. you got to watch out for her. I'm like, yeah, no, she's like me with big tits. i got a whole bunch of questions I'd like to ask you about your dad. Fortunate enough to have dinner with him last night with you and your brother Steve. Pretty dope walleye last night, Steve, by the way, but... Yeah. Your, your dad's uh, a unique dude. What What's one thing that when you say apple tree, where other than the name, what what's the what do you what do, what do you see in your dad that either you love most or that you think is most like you? Coming straight from your dad. Uh, work ethic. He is a ball buster. He's always worked hard. He always just says, you know. Be the first one in the morning, be the last one at night, and you just always keep humping it. And and so I tried that. Fortunately, I wasn't as good of it as he was in business, but I think I know it's helped me become the person I am, the father I am, and the husband I am. So, yeah. Well, listen, he obviously that's quite a mentor 
to that guy. He, we had dinner last night, and he owns a mall, and he's not sure where it is. <laughs> so I think that's a pretty, pretty good sign. Favorite Cleveland team? This is easy. Browns. Favorite player from the Browns? You can't say Jim Brown. Bernie Koser. Okay. Favorite year as a Browns fan? Oh, Browns fan would be probably 86. Ooh. Technically, I guess went to 87 because they went to the AFC Championship uh, when they beat the Jets in double overtime in the first play. From the, right, everybody the, left. I was at the game in the drive. Me and Brother Steve, and I was standing in my chair. We were going to the Super Bowl, and Bernie's Brian Brenner, and he scored a touchdown. And then 98 seconds of John Elway. <laughs> okay, enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's you. perfect. Good. Yeah, you're a good time. Same, same question about your dad, but by your mom. What's the quality you pulled out of her? Just... Just a loving person. She's so caring. I mean, she, he was always working very, very hard. It was always about to take care of us. But she was the one who was there dealing with us. Mm -hmm. And we were a handful. Uh, big handful. But she, uh, she was always there. And, you know, that, that love and caring is something oh, that I continue. They've been, they've been married 50 55 years or something? Long I should, time. I should know that. Like high school sweethearts. Your dad was 60. an English teacher. Something. It's he great. was an English teacher. So she's an angel, is what we're saying. Oh, yeah. She's been an angel. She still is. Uh, so they've been wonderful parents. Favorite band? Ooh. REM. No, you don't want to go MSB? It's a lot of people. That know you love I've got well, MSB, Earth and a Fire, REM, in excess. Favorite cereal. A lot of uh, favorite cereal. Letters. Ooh. You only get one. Fruity Pebbles. Not bad. Not Cocoa Pebbles. No, I don't like Cocoa yeah. Pebbles at all. Sometimes you can even add it. Or Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Chocolate. CTC baby. But it leaves the wax on your mouth. Oh, wow, it's so good. Yeah. Favorite local restaurant. You can only go to one. You can't. Say two. Mm. AJ's Urban Grill. Wow. That's pretty good. Lunch or just dinner? I just enjoy Either one. It's the best. And Fratello's is a close second. It's not a paid advertisement. But uh, AJ's Urban Grill, anything. Lunch, right. dinner. Let's say you were you're just coming right out of AJ's. Would you rather be walking out of AJ's a professional golfer or a famous rock star? Golfer. For sure? Absolutely. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you got a scholarship to play college golf. I did when I was a sophomore. I had an offer. And I had a really good season. and then, But then I continued as a, had a good season as a junior, and then my senior year, I started having fun <laughs> and drinking beer and chasing girls and my golf game went boop. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird how that got in the way. <laughs> well, I got like two more. Okay. I don't know. Uh, you're in a movie. 
movie's about you. Riding off in the sunset, end of the movie. What's playing? What's the song that's playing? You only get one. What summarizes your life? Louis Armstrong. Um, what a beautiful what was that? What a beautiful world. What a, oh, what yeah. a wonderful what a wonderful world. Love that song. I had MSB on both of those, so I got those wrong. Uh -huh. All right, last one, I guess. Guys, I think we're wrapping this up. But what? Here, wait. Before we ask the last one, I'm gonna squeeze in one <laughs> quick story squeeze that, in. <laughs> that I wanted to tell. It's funny. It's just this is 25 years ago. We were like 30 years old. He was in Putin Bay, entertaining people all the, for a long weekend. Last night he's like, "I kind of done. What you come up?" I'm like, "Okay." So I go up, get in the Jet Express, go to Putin Bay, and we were partying our balls off. And brother Rich is there, and some other guys. It was insane up till probably four in the morning. And yeah, we had like thirty guys there. It was a, it, an event for a customer of mine. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah. And then next Good morning, juicy. we got up. You want to? You're waking me up. You're like, hey, I want to get on the eight o'clock Jet Express. I'm like, what the fuck? And you're like, come on, let's go. And I don't know how I got up because I didn't go to bed till like four in the morning. But I got up. We're the only two on the Jet Express going back to Port Clinton. And we get there. I'll try and speed this up. He's like, I got something I got to do. So, get there, I don't know, 8.30. I get in my car. had a Honda Accord. I turned the car on with air conditioning. It was hot as shit. Put my seat back and slept for like four hours with air. And he left. I don't know where he went. And then I got a phone call. And my wife's like, hey, we're at the at Westwood at the pool. Why don't you come here? I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll. And I get there. I don't know. 12.31 o'clock in the afternoon and Tom's in the pool with his one of his daughters I'm like what I've been sleeping all, all morning I'm like what what, are you, what how are you here what what'd you have to do and he had to come back for a competition at the Westlake Rec Center it was called the Pump and Run so he had to run five miles and then bench presses or I don't know it may have been the other way around bench press his own body weight as many times as he could and I think he did it 35 times when he was 100 this is after three nights of partying all day I'm in a coma in the car he's running five minutes and bench pressing his body weight and then he's at the pool and I'm like what's wrong you are, you are a warlock okay <laughs> I don't know what's going on with you I'm disturbed but I love you so sorry that was a funny story let's uh, go it's 25 years ago hey <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I don't know. We could probably skip to the, you know, the, the last one's pretty. It's deep, but you, so you gotta give it to me quick. Okay. What do you want? What do you want? How do you want to be remembered? What are, what are the what are the two three words you want people when they think of you? Which is, you know, again, I don't mean this to be a depressing question, but I think yeah. it's interesting. How do you see yourself? How do you want people to remember you? I want them to think of me and smile, and laugh and say, "Boy, he was." As a funny guy, he brought 
laughter and smiles to a lot of people. And one of you remembered as being inspiring to have gone through the hell that I've gone through with this disease, which again, I now consider a gift because I feel so much better. And I truly believe I would have probably died already from the reckless life that I lived that I had to rethink everything and slow things down, move a different pace and do things differently. I'm doing it and I feel so good and I hope that people look back. Well, he was really inspiring. He did really help a lot of people. That would be the most enduring legacy I could hope for. Of course. I think uh, I think most people would find you inspiring in the first place anyway, Sandy, before this has all gone on because I don't know a lot of people that keep the kind of energy you do. Everybody here listening knows that when they see you somewhere, you give them a big, huge hug. You usually laugh through that hug. Hmm. You know what I mean? You, you've always been you've always been a guy that inspires people just to be uh, easier in life and I hope uh, enjoy so. life a little bit a little bit more. This is what you're going through now. Maybe for some reason has been. Maybe you've been selected for this because um, you I, probably handle it better I, than anybody could. I feel like I have. I honestly do. Well, anyway, I, you know, when I say at the beginning of this thing, I said a lot of people ask me how you're doing, and I can sincerely say to them, yeah, he's doing really good. You know, Sandy's uniquely qualified to handle this kind of situation with your, with your outlook on life and, and everything, man. So I hope everybody... Hope everybody knows that we're proud. I hope everybody, and this I say this on behalf of everybody, really, is that we're proud of you, dude. You're doing an awesome job. I appreciate job. that, brother. We love you. All right. Well, thank you. I need it. I think I've graduated up to the brown one. Pretty good first go. Well, there's a blue one. That's gray as blue. Oh, that's a nice blue, though. We'll get a few more colors. Well, finish her off. Hey, where are we, fart? by the way? Where is this spot? Is this oh, the lake scene? Where yeah. is, and it's Lake Erie. Tyler, do you know where it's at? It's not Lake Michigan. Edgewater? I don't know if it's Bay. It's a nice spot. This is Bay? Is that it's the lovely. Bay Boat Club behind us? You got to finish it off there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that got loose. Woo. That got loose. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, thank you, Tommy. We're going to... You never this said what's is, up, fuckers. This, what's see that? you later, fuckers. See you, fuckers. <laughs> We're going to see you soon. He's going to be coming back on, all right? <laughs> oh, that was my breath. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Woo! Thank you.